Hey, sup? R.C. Bray here. And I hope you are ready to have your earballs chafed raw, because you are about to be violated gracefully with the first ever episode of Rodeo Books, the only podcast, the only one dedicated to talking audiobooks. Now, today's guest, my first guest ever, is none other than narrator Heath Miller. Enjoy. I'm going to bring on a young man by the name of Heath Miller. He, um, he narrated a, a book called, it's a lit RPG fantasy title called He Who Fights with Monsters. Now, I'm going to ask him about lit RPG because I, I, I have an idea about it, but I don't know all about it because I don't read it. And that's, that's one of the things I like about this show, too, is that I'm, I'm going to be interacting with people like in lit RPG, more nonfiction, you know, things that I, I'm not, I'm in sci-fi, I'm in thrillers, I'm in those kind of things. So tonight I'm going to get firsthand what lit RPG is from a guy who's kicking ass with this book, He Who Fights With Monsters. And uh, yeah, fuck it. Why don't we just bring his ass on? He can tell us about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Heath Miller. Hello. Thank you for the applause. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> oh, please, please. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Thank, Thank you. you. You are the first guest on and I this. I'm honored to be yeah, first. Well, you may have best. You may you may have better. I'm sure you'll have better, but, but I'll always be the first. Oh, exactly. No, so, I definitely will. I, there will definitely be better guests. You don't but, forget um, you first. I want to <laughs> that's, that's what they say. <laughs> well, hey, we'll get back to just BSing in a second, but you are this month's narrator spotlight from Podium Audio. You are the one. And they say that you, where do you record? And oh, and they said, it said it on the, um, the spotlight thing too. Something about like a boat. What the hell is it? Off an island? I'm in a, I'm in a boat shed. I'll, I'll, I'll like do the, you know, pan out. I'm in, I'm in a Studio Bricks booth in a boat shed in a forest next to a house on an island off wow. the coast of Maine. So yeah, so that, that's where I am. It's about, um, uh, it's, as far as I could have moved from where I was born, <laughs> period. It's as far. It's the opposite side of the globe. So if you go through from where I was born in Perth, Western Australia, right through the globe, come out the other side, you come out basically just off the coast of this island. So it's the complete antipodes of uh, where I was uh, born. So unless I move to Mars, that, that's as far as I'm ever going to go. Uh, yeah, you, so, can't yeah. you can't do yeah, that yet. You can't do that yet. I mean, if I was, if I was you know, a billionaire, I could go. Oh, yeah, apparently, I mean, you I could go for yet. a little while, a few minutes. But. <laughs> well, what? Uh, what? Why Maine? Why'd you go to Maine? Uh, uh, love. Uh, yeah. Is oh, I stumbled on something. Yeah. No, I met. I met uh, my now wife at a at the World Science Fiction Convention. Uh, I, I I love fantasy and, and sci fi and all that stuff. Um, and I was there as a, I was there acting, and I um uh I met uh, my wife. She was a writer who was nominated for an award, um that year, the Hugo Awards. Um, and we met, and then. Years later, um, I moved here to um, to be with her. So that's that's the. Uh, was she aware, like after you met, that you moved there to be with her? Was she aware that uh, you were going to do yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I felt like a. So you had met up again. <laughs> I feel like a thirty-eight hour flight. You know, uh, travel time. You don't want to make that a surprise, just in case just, they close the door on you. No, exactly. I just want to make sure. <laughs> the kind of guy. Yeah, I'm she was. With she you. was aware. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Totally. Cool. So no. So that's that's how I ended up here. Oh, very cool. And uh, do you like Maine? Do you like the weather? Are you like a fan of this New England crazy ass shit? I do, although I'm I'm hot as fuck right now. I mean, uh, yeah, as, as is usually the case with us narrators, always complaining about being too hot. So yeah, it's actually um, I'll kind of be looking forward to when it's um, 
October and November, and it's a little and then, less And you sit in your booth, and your feet actually do get cold. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm not, at least I'm not bit, sitting here dripping. I have a whisper room, and they, it came with a ventilation system, but it, it's crap. And it's, it's like, I'm in a six by four booth. Apparently, if you get the next size up, it's awesome and you're nice and cool. But I, it I record. I mean, I've got one too. Is, is, I mean, it, I'm sure it probably stops me from um, asphyxiating and passing out, but it yeah. doesn't, certainly doesn't make me any cooler. <laughs> no, actually, I went and I kind of went to Home Depot and I bought this. I, I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but it was a bigger fan that I attached to the small pipe that I had or the, the whatever. I don't know what anything's called, okay? I just read. So I attached and I made it bigger and had a bigger fan. It was like a vent fan. And I think it's pulling out more stuff, like the air in here to circulate it. I don't know. It's still pretty horrible. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the dark. The only reason I have light in here right now is from the camera, the, the webcam. Otherwise, I got my fan going on low and I'll record. If I'm on a good run, I won't notice. But if I stop and I'm just having a bad run, I'm like, holy fuck, it's hot turn on the fan it's blasting and then i go back to it and it just sucks but i decided i could leave my fan on because this isn't an audiobook this is a you know this is a, a live stream podcast whatever it is so it doesn't matter if there's a slight background noise so i decided to leave my fan on and then you know what the second uh we went live and my yeah. face showed up without even thinking about it i automatically reached down and turned the turn fan off. off i just i can't <laughs> help it it's it's pavlovian's conditioning i'm like oh recording fuck yeah, fan, yeah, off, yeah. fan off uh yeah. but so you are a big fan of um fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, Did absolutely. you say she was nominated for a Hugo? She was, yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, she's won a Hugo for, for, for a, po- a podcast, actually. Well, what the? F- why Weirdly are you enough, on? Yeah, why am I not talking to her? Podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you can. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> I shouldn't speak to her. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, have yeah, her she, come she, on. She, and... she won for um, Squeakcast, uh, which was a, like a fan podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, Catherine M. Valenti is her name. If you want to uh, check out her books, Google Catherine M. Valenti. You will find plenty of them. Awesome. That's great. And your name is Heath Miller. So people should also. It is. And I've, I've done a couple of her audiobooks as well. So, um, we. Oh, you've done her in general. Her? Yeah, I've done. Uh, yeah, I have. I did, um, Space Opera, which won a Earphones Award, which I know you have just hanging around along with your Audi, I believe. Maybe. Just, just kicking around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I did a book, uh, Space Opera, uh, that she wrote. Uh, I narrated that. And I also did another one called Boy Who Lost Fairyland, uh, that cool. she wrote as well. Very yeah. nice, yeah. But I, I haven't done many. I've only done a dozen books I'll, or so under my name. Well, I was wondering. Well, this is what this is what's cool about it is that, you know, I did you know look up and I was like, well, let's see if this guy sucks or what. And you don't. I'm happy to say. And <laughs> don't suck. Um, that's yeah. it's not you don't that's suck. Crazy. So that's that's it. good. And I was like, oh, there's not that many on here. That's interesting. Maybe you did another name or something. But no, I listen to you. I'm like, well, I can see why you're. This thing is selling like crazy. The he who fights with monsters, monsters now available. Again. No, you're right. I've only really um, so I moved here a while ago, um, but uh, <laughs> you don't suck. I moved here a while ago, but I really only started um, in 2018. Is when I got my green card, and that's when I really started um, uh, working. I've, I've been an actor all my life, but there wasn't really much cause for Shakespeare here on the island. I could do it for the ducks or the deer, but they probably yeah. wouldn't pay much. And there wasn't much screen. Um, so uh, I really only started 2018. So I've only done, um, I've done a dozen or so books. I've also done another more than dozen under a couple of different pseudonyms as well. But I'm really only just getting started. Why um, did you, like, why, why did you stumble into it? Uh, so we basically that. I was living on the island. I've been an actor since I was a kid. I did started off in television in Australia. Um, yeah. You can Google that and, and see me, like, 
you know, nice on your website. looking around on an island, weirdly enough, uh, with first things I did. Um, yeah, so I did TV and then stage, and then I moved here for love, as previously discussed, um, and, you know, discovered that there wasn't a lot of stage work to be had on an island of about right. 300 people off the, coast of, off the coast of Maine. And I love books, and um, uh, I've always kind of enjoyed, you know, the voice side of things. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, I did like a couple of ACX titles, and uh, fortunately, my wife knew some people in publishing, which didn't didn't hurt in terms of at least uh, that doesn't hurt. You know, Very nice, uh, knowing vaguely what, what's going on. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's been what I've been doing. And then now, for the first time, I guess uh, uh, this year and last year, I'm I'm pretty much you know more work than there is time to to do, <laughs> as I'm yeah. sure you you know the feeling, because uh, you've done like what. 700 980 i know i've looked it's a ton that's a lot 300 <laughs> you've done a lot i know you've done a lot every time i look at any of these uh, uh narrators such as yourself and i'm like how many books have they done and it always says like 348 and you're like yeah. okay right <laughs> oh well they've done a few then haven't they yeah yeah i know i yeah i looked the other day i think i'm over 400 now wow. and that that's just kind of snuck up because when i started i remember i think scott brick had just I think he'd just gotten over 500 or maybe 600 or something like that. And I was like, God damn, he's been doing it for a long time. But at this point, this is my 10th year doing it. I'm like, God damn, I've been doing it a long time. When you'd done like a dozen or so, did you think, did you think, oh, one day I'll be, you know, I'll have done 400? No, I mean, that was a, a far off thing. If I did it, it was cool, but it wasn't like, I just wanted to do it. You know what I mean? I like yeah. actually felt like I found what it was I was supposed to do because I've had, you know, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to do claymation. I wanted to, you know, build wood stuff. You know, it, like I had all this crap. That all sounds great. Combine them all. Combine it does. Them. I mean, ironically, well, not ironically, but interestingly, it's it's all um, it's all creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing I noticed when I was doing auditions for things, and I would be, you know, preparing the sides outside and of the of the you know room or the stage or wherever it was going, and I would read the the woman's lines that I was reading with. And then I would do mine. And by the end of it, I was like, you know, I read the lines for the woman so much better than I did the ones ah. that I'm supposed to deliver because I don't think I was thinking about it. You know what I mean? So when it, you know, when I learned that you did everything, I was like, fuck yes. I, I love doing voices. And I shit. completely understand. I always loved the first reading of, of a, you know, if you're doing a play um, yeah. and, you know, you get together with the cast and you do that yeah. first reading. I always adored that. I just yeah. it was my favorite. Um, and now that I do audiobooks, I really feel like when people are talking about what it's like, it's like, well, imagine it's it's the first reading of a play, but you're playing all the parts. Mm. Oh, and you're also doing the stage direction, and you're just going to do it once. They're going to record that, and then that's it. And that's it. And you put it out there, and <laughs> yeah. you don't so, know what happens after that, but you get contact, and they say, hey, it's doing pretty well. And you're like, yeah, hey. so um, uh, Exactly. Yeah, so no, no, I love it. And even I, I did a bit of directing as well, of theater and, and a bit of screen. And again, okay. you're sort of directing yourself these days as well, you know, if you're here in a booth. Um, so it's really... It, it draws on all those things. I don't know how it draws on on claymation, Bob. I'm not sure about that one, but maybe you can. Um... I don't know. I think I like. Um, I'm amazed by like engineering. I don't know a damn thing about it, but like I'll still look at a at an escalator and just be like, someone thought how to make the gear. I mean, it's simple things that you know. I just want to make sure that I think about. Someone actually sat down, figured out how all this stuff worked, made it happen. You know. So I, when I started. Like I, I always liked to, I like to draw or paint, and then I realized, clay. Why not? That's fun. And you know, I'd watch, you know, Wallace and Gromit and uh, Ardman. Yeah, the Ardman stuff. John the Sheep. My great. kids love that. So, yeah. But I was fascinated by it, and I wanted to see. Can you look it up and see 
if there's anybody teaching how to do it. So you learn about the armatures and the, st- how the moves and the eyes and what they use, if it's actual clay for eyes. or It was everything behind it that I think I really liked, the behind-the-scenes stuff, which in essence is what we do anyway. We're always behind the scenes. True. Yeah. Which is great because I don't know about you, but I make some weird ass faces when I'm doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Do you do you stream? Uh, like, I mean, I know you're doing this now, but do you like live stream recording books? I know some other of our colleagues. No, do that. I think there was one time I just popped on for the hell of it and did maybe yeah. I don't know two pages worth or something. But yeah, I knew I was doing these things. And I was so self conscious. Yeah, and I, went I feel back like I would be like that too. Book. You know, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I used to do game some game streams, and I, I do uh, concerts. Um, okay. uh, once a month, uh, but yeah, I, I I feel like it would be a different experience to be know that there's an audience as I'm doing the the behind the scenes of the audio book. Right. You just said concerts, other things. I'm gonna read that line that they wrote the other day that I thought was great. Oh. You sure do a lot of shit, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cabaret show. What is the cabaret show? Yeah. So basically, um, there's a pandemic that happened, and indeed is still happening. You probably saw about it on the news um so i didn't get to do what i used to like to do which occasionally if i was in a real city i would go into a karaoke bar you know about 1 or 2 a.m when people are drunk and the queue has has kind of there's no no longer do you have to wait for an hour and a half to sing you know you can just sing and so i would kind of go in just by myself as a stranger into a karaoke bar you know this time of night and i'd just bang out a song usually to the the um the drunken appreciation of of the people in the karaoke place you know if i did yeah, a good well, job uh, and then i and then i just kind of waltz off into the night kind of kung fu style you know like who was that man who came in and did what's up <laughs> by uh four non blondes and then nailed it and then just left did anyone know him um, so i used to really enjoy doing that it was just something that i like doing and then when the pandemic happened i couldn't do it anymore and so i started doing um these cooped up cabaret it's called so it's basically just me um i originally called it cooped up karaoke but then i realized that people who were watching wanted to sing Uh as well (laughs) oh i'm sure you understand i'm like no that's not how this works so basically once a month on twitch uh, i just do a bunch of songs usually to a theme Uh, the one thing i do that people are quite into is i do like one song to the theme of an uh, to the tune of another so like um, in the most recent one, I did the lyrics to Closer by Nine Inch Nails to the tune of I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> so I kind of, that's fun. And you can find that, oh, I'll, I'll plug that too. You can find that on my YouTube channel, uh, little highlights of that. If you go look for my YouTube, you'll find that. And you're, uh, you like to, to uh, Twitter a lot, do you? I do tweet a fair amount. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, I just, you know, because loneliness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, well, you know, it's a, it's a very solitary occupation and, um, I'm used to, I used to have cast members and other people meeting other people for auditions and things. And now it's just me, you know, in a box. Uh, so yeah, I really love Twitter. I've actually genuinely met some great people on it and uh, cool. had a lot of really great uh, interactions and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is so, it generally about what you're doing or just. Yeah. That, my pets, my son, uh, you know, cute things. He says other random shit. I, I had like a semi semi viral thing where I was, um, tweeting, pictures from a book of life hacks that I found. And, and I was just t- tweeting kind of these uh, life hacks that someone had published, which became kind of a weird story about this sad man who turned Pringles tins into everything. And, and uh, so it just became this like drawn out thread that got quite, um, quite popular. So yeah, go. just, it's mostly complaining about being hot in the booth, but you know, every now and then I, I, I tweet some other things as well. Cause I'm on there. I don't really tweet a lot. Like I saw my- your Twitter account and yeah, it looks, um, I could hear the bats 
we put up there uh i don't tweet why the fuck are you here <laughs> but it looks like you've got us uh, uh, very much you've got a facebook at fuck off you've hey, got, that's what it should have been seems like you have a prolific facebook presence though so you know, yeah i don't know if that's because i mean choose your platform well i that's the one i understand you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm 45 I'm sure there are other 45-year-olds that know all about this stuff. But I just kind of said, all right, Facebook. I think that will be the one yeah. that I learn how to do. That's and so that's kind of where I just started doing everything. And then yeah. everyone's like, well, you should have Instagram and TikTok and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, no. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you're putting separate content on all of those, you wouldn't have much time for anything else. There's, you know, yeah. you have so many. And, do you and, have a TikTok? Yeah. You do have a TikTok account? Well, this is the thing. Technically, uh, you do. I, technically, I do. It's just, it's time. You know what I mean? It's it's time consuming. I completely um, understand. You know, I do on my TikTok. Um, it's completely unrelated I uh, to anything productive for any of my employers. I record, occasionally, I record um, Craigslist postings from Maine. So I just oh. go to Craigslist and I go to like missed connections. And then I just record whatever some person who saw someone who they thought was attractive in line at um, a Cracker Barrel and they've got a posting saying that's pretty uh, you know, cool. Man. So I've, I've done like a dozen or so of those. It's I'm Shit, not sure I've... that it's uh, it's the kind of cross promotional, cross platform synergy that uh, hey. any audiobook publishers are looking for. But it's quick and fun. Well, uh, I was going to say, if you ever hook anybody up, you better be you officiate the wedding or <laughs> do the voiceover for the wedding. <laughs> Their Absolutely. inner thoughts, as they say, I do. Uh, that's cool, man. That's a good idea. I, I was I was just thinking of one too while you were talking about all this. That I'm not going to tell you because it's too good. Oh, fair enough. Good. Yeah, keep, keep you got that. your own shit going. Stop Hang on to my that shit. for yourself. Why won't give it out for free? God damn right. <laughs> and speaking of free, we're going to do some free reading for people right now, aren't we? Aren't we? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we are. We're doing. Uh, we're doing. A, uh, we're going to read from the main Craigslist. No, we're not. No, what's um, yeah, we're, we're going to read from. So I, I was told they maybe do homework for this. So yeah. I had to find uh, a piece of text for. Uh, our esteemed host to read and myself. So what I've got here is this is an actual, uh, this is from an actual United States patent application that was made in 2003. Patent? Patent? I don't know. It's my job and I don't know which one I'm supposed to say. Um, I read books in an American accent, an Australian accent, and a British accent. So I get very confused as to how to pronounce almost anything. Hey, well, someone I'm... said, I saw someone say that when you come on, you'll you'll be able to help tell me how to pronounce uh, carbine. Oh, correctly. yeah, 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 I saw that. You say carbine, right? Carbine. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, all right, nice. He doesn't know either. Doesn't I, mean, I say carbine. Matter. I mean, I, I'd say carbine if I was just... Say I mean, carbine. I, I only say it, though, if I'm thinking about Star Wars and it's like, you know, Grosh or Bob, you know, someone's rifle. In, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, but... Uh, uh, I get I get nailed for words. Do you ever get nailed for words from... Well, yeah, because, I mean, I said I record, like, um, I have a pseudonym, a couple of pseudonyms, and so I record... Yeah. Um, uh, romance, obviously, sometimes a whole book, you know, in American accent or various American accents for different characters, and you know, occasionally they'll they'll pick me up on a on a word and say, yeah, yeah, that's 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 not, not how you say penis. That's not like how that. we do that here in the states. And <laughs> fine, so uh, but that's great. It's great to have someone listening and um, and and uh, correcting you. It's beautiful yeah, correcting you. So yeah, yeah, no, I do have that. So this is um, I was saying this is from a United States uh, application. It was in two thousand and three. This is real. Uh, Adam Warwick Bell. Um, patented a pop-up device for deterring an attacking animal like a bear so he was a a patent attorney and a biochemist uh and he also liked doing mountain climbing so this was his device that he never actually ended up building building but he did 
file a patent for it. So right. am I doing it first or are you doing well, it first? Well, let me, uh, we know what it is. Let me just kind of explain it real quick. Oh, sure, sure. Um, this, we're going to do like a narrator read-off. Is there theme so music? Heath is going to read uh, first because I like to save the best for last. And then, you know, so I'll go after yeah, Heath. You have to and um, yeah. it's just going to be ridiculous. It's like uh, probably like a hundred words or so just so we could do a little reading. But Fantastic. because this is the first time we're doing it, yeah, we gave you homework. We said, go make the show good. And you came up with a with a patent. We were talking about how we we like you know the first reading or the 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 cold reads. So yeah, I'm gonna stop listening because if if I listen to you read, I will know what I'm reading. You know what I mean? I'll be familiar with. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. All right, yeah, yeah. We press a button, you just disappear. Yeah, hold on. Let me. Oh, I'll turn down my speakers. All right, let me turn this down. I was hoping for a trap door, but if turning down your speakers is all you have. This is real low budget, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, so yeah, this is this is from from the patent. Uh, All right, patent. I'm patent out. Description. You, you do your thing. Okay. <clears throat> patent for a device carried by a human hiker that comprises a large pop-up inflatable figure. It may be applied to many different kinds of animals, such as elk, moose, mountain lions, buffalo, hippopotamuses, rhino, elephant, boar, and other animals that are known to be dangerous to man. It works on the principle of maximizing the apparent size and ferocity of the human, intimidating the bear or other animal, and making it retreat from an encounter it fears losing. When confronted by a bear, the device would be quickly and easily activated by the hiker by pulling a cord which inflates and pops up the figure out of the backpack, presenting the attacking bear with a huge and frightening opponent, and optionally, concomitantly, producing smells, projectile, and smoke. The deployment of the device may be accompanied by an odor, such as the odor of a male bear, which would enhance the credibility of the ruse and help convince the attacking bear that he is being faced with a very powerful, aggressive, and musky. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you did you do a voice or anything? Did you have a particular approach? Like I, I went I went a little more. Um, I put in a little, I turned up the Pat, Patrick Stewart slash, you know, Ian McKellen dial a little bit. Oh. Just a bit, you know. Okay. Uh, I think because that's what I do for the um, for the TikTok Craigslist videos. Gotcha. So that just came naturally. All right. Yeah. I'll just read that's it sound. as seriously as I can. Oh, good. You give it, you give it the gravitas that I could not. I will. But I'm, I'm happy I didn't hear it because then I'll get to hear it when we do the podcast. So this, that's good. I'm glad I didn't listen to it. That'll be good. I'll be quiet. I'm going to right. my microphone because the last thing I want to do is, uh, is interrupt this. Yes, it is. Okay. Patent for a device carried by a human hiker that compromises or comprises a large pop-up inflatable figure. It may be applied to many different kinds of animals such as elk, moose, mountain lions, buffalo, hippopotamus, rhino, elephant, boar, and other animals that are known to be dangerous to man. It works on the principle of maximizing the apparent size and ferocity of the human, intimidating the bear, or other animal, and making it retreat from an encounter it fears losing. When confronted by a bear, the device would be quickly and easily activated by the hiker by pulling a cord which inflates and pops up the figure out of the backpack, presenting the attacking bear with a huge and frightening opponent, and optionally, concomitantly producing smells, projectiles, and smoke. 
The deployment of the device may be accompanied by an odor, such as the odor of a male bear, which would enhance the credibility of the ruse and help convince the attacking bear that he is being faced with a very powerful, aggressive, and musky opponent. What the fuck is that word? <laughs> yeah, I know. That one's me too. Concomitantly. I've never said that in an audiobook. Uh, well, how, but how did you say it? Did you actually say it correctly? I mean, I don't know. I said concomitantly. Is that how you say it? I, I don't know. You heard we, how we, I we'd said have, it. We'd have to go, we'd have to, go to, uh, to Oxford or to Merriam-Webster to find out. I, I presume it, yeah, I just, that's how, you know what it's like. You give it your best shot. Sounded right to me. <laughs> now do you understand why the hand was up here? Uh, no, which part was that? That was the popping up. That was the, popping up. That was the bear popping up. I look. I just. Um, I felt moved. Uh, this is the kind of shit you, you do in the booth. Hey, um, you know when you, sometimes the material. Do you wave your hands around? Do you wave your hands around when you're narrating? Sometimes get a bit. Uh, no. I don't know. I, usually, if I'm doing like a, I don't. You know, I'm sure I do. I can't think of it though. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe if I'm doing like a character that's like especially for like an an AI or something. Yeah. Yeah, when I have to do, do something ridiculous, I'll, you know, like if it just requires more of this, you know. <laughs> but I feel like we all, I feel like we all sort of teach ourselves to not move too much in case like chairs creak and. Well, and yeah, you don't, <laughs> and the clothes and all that kind of crap going on. Yeah, definitely. So but if this is a read-off, how do we decide like who won? Is, I won. Is there a, are there votes? Is there? No, I won. Uh, oh, you won. Oh, See, well. Congrats, RC. Is Brady. that just because it's your podcast, or or, or were there votes? It's both. There were both. There were votes. <laughs> they, they. Uh... I mean, I really enjoyed yours. I got like a real. Um, if, if you don't mind me, uh, me, me deconstructing your performance. I got oh. a real. Um, no one has know, ever like, done I felt that. Like I was on sure. the People Mover at Walt Disney World, or, or um, <laughs> uh, you know something like that. And there was a really good, really good kind of educational, something yet relaxing fun. voiceover. Yeah. So yeah, I, no, I thought it was great. I was gonna do it like um, I've done things before. Just like a, I would joke around and I, I would, anytime I did a live stream, I would read a little bit from the book that's coming out, but I didn't want to give too much away. So I would read it. Like if it's a sci-fi book, I would read it like a thriller, you know, <laughs> so I would just change it. It completely changes the dynamic. So I was tempted to do that, but eh, fuck it. It's a patent. That was great. Thank you. I mean, I'm Thank a little, you. I'm a little bitter that you won, but you know, it was, it was very good. You, when well, you go my, back and you, when you go back and you listen to mine, if you do, you'll, you'll see that, you know, I did, that there was competition, hopefully. I doubt I will. I'm, and I'm sure I won. It's not a big deal. I won. It's not a big deal. That's just how it is. That's how it is. Look, yeah. L- uh, let me not, I don't want to kick you off yet. I want you to oh, okay. sure. tell a little bit about the book, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, he Who Fights With Monsters. It's a lit RPG. The very quick way of saying, what the hell is a lit RPG? Oh, yes. the timing on this is perfect. Uh, is it's, just a, it's just a book with gamified elements. So whether that is... Um, character progression like a leveling system or there's a quest system and it varies some of them have like huge like character sheets kind of stats you know roles for attacks and and percentages and and uh, you know all this stuff and then other ones um have less like um you know this book for example um these books sometimes there won't be a lot and for pages and pages and then there'll be uh you know one of the characters will 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 level up and gain a new ability and you'll get the stats for um do you read those? For that ability. Yeah, and you read those. It can be strange. Like when you get into the ones that like are a full, there's a, there's a sequence in I think the second book, or it could be the third book, I lose track, um, where all the different characters are kind of, they've been on this big adventure and they're all like leveling up and mm. getting their new powers. And it goes on um, where, you know, it's like explaining the powers and percentages. So it'll be like, uh, you know, like uh, soul points, 99%. 
like soul point you know so right. yeah so you do actually like read out the stats and some of them um uh have like a ton in there so um uh <laughs> I, which i don't know how well that works in audiobook whereas i think I do personally think I'm not just saying this because I happen to be the narrator. I feel like uh, this is a nice balance of um, oh, yeah. uh, of some of that, um, but not so much that so much. you know you're just reading like a monster manual from Dungeons and Dragons. Is this is that? I know you said you like fantasy and sci-fi and all that. Yeah, do you, yeah. I mean, do you like lit RPG? Have you like were you did you read that yeah, beforehand? Totally. Or did I, you I mean, just... I feel like. Um, I feel like to me, it feels like, uh, you know, I like Dungeons and Dragons too. And I used to be a oh, yeah, game yeah. master and a, and, a, and a player when I could. And I don't really get the time to do that at the moment. I know I could do it on Zoom. I know people do that, but, you know, um, I, I haven't really done that. And so I kind of, I like lit RPGs because it feels like you're kind of watching or listening to a, mm. like a campaign or, you know, like a Let's Play video where someone's playing a computer game. Uh, one of the things I really do like about this book is that his quest power, the main character, Jason mm-hmm. Asano, his quest power is like when he came to this new world, his brain, his soul, his brain was like, what context can we put information in that he will find familiar and accept? And so because he played a lot of computer games, this like transfer, his soul brain was like, we'll do it like a computer game. Like he understands like a, a mini map and a, and a quest system and all that shit. So cool. Uh, which I thought was a cool kind of in-universe yeah. explanation. Uh, but yeah, so that's Lit RPG. The, nice. Get into them. What is oh, my quest? There you go. Uh, uh, at the moment to um, to completely soundproof this boat shed so someone can land a 747 on the roof and I won't hear it. Okay. I don't know why you'd want anyone to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, that's not what I want. It's the soundproofing. Oh, but, just, uh, okay. I see. Uh, but okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Just, I, I just want, don't want to hear anything. Okay. Nuclear explosions outside. I just want to continue narrating. You want you just want to give the people the books, man. You're going to be doing more lit RPG. Do you have anything lined up? Do you have some uh, sci-fi lined up? You got. I don't have anything else I can talk about at this point. No, that's the next the next Great. Um, monsters books coming out. There's a um uh, there's a a book um uh, uh, uh like a kids f- uh, fantasy fiction book called um along the saltwise sea, which is Ooh. a sequel to a book called Over the Woodward Wall. Uh, that's coming out soon. Um, yeah, I've got a few books coming up, and then there's more nice. that have been I've, I've signed for, but I haven't. Um, has uh, has Podium given you more work though? Uh, again, I, I, I don't know my authorization level, so because uh, if they haven't, I will fuck shit up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love Podium. You know, they do so much yeah. great genre stuff. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, they got everything action. in your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's I don't Absolutely. know. I, I love sci-fi. I always did, but I never thought I'd be doing so much sci-fi. I thought it'd be you know, well, I guess there's kind of a nice crossover now. Like, I thought I'd be doing thrillers and all that, and, you know, gravelly boys, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I guess I'm doing a lot of military sci-fi, and I guess that kind of brings in the whole deeper growly voice oh, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But I, that's, I don't know, it's just kind of become, I do sci-fi. That's what I do, and it's, I like it. It's changing. But the thing is, um, and what's the name of the, the author again? Shirtaloon, what is it? Shirtaloon. Shirtaloon. Yeah. Goes back to the engineering thing that I said. People in sci-fi, lit RPG, how they create worlds, how, you know what I mean? Like how they, just the story that he came up with, how are they going to make the character, you know, be able to relate and all that. Like just just the way that they think this through. I don't get that. I don't, I I see the story, you know what I mean? But I think about everything that they put into it and it's like, Jesus, that's just. Yeah. Oh, totally. And hey, um, this, this one was, um, uh, was serialized. 
you know, on, on like a online first um, chapter by chapter. I think he posted yeah. like a chapter five days a week. And so not only does he have to come up with all that, but he kind of, he can't, he couldn't go back and revise, you know, it's like once it's out, it's out. So, uh, you know, it's not like he could decide, get to the end of the novel and be like, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to add in a few more bits, right. uh, a few more chapters or change this. Cause it works out. He had to kind of throw all those balls up in the air and then hope uh, he could find a satisfying way to, um, you know, collect them all uh, in at the end yeah. to use a juggling uh, metaphor. Uh, so yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, I, it's it's true. I mean, my wife's the same. She comes up with these whole these things out of out of her damn head. I just I just read them when someone else <laughs> out writes of them her down. beautiful damn head. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's cool. You know what I was thinking? Do they uh, do that with the audiobooks, Do they come with like a PDF attachment by chance? Like. Um... Sometimes they'll do that where if you download an audiobook, there'll be like a PDF attachment of a picture of the map of the land. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Things like no, that. These, these um, don't. But I mean, you can, you know, you can do the, um, now I'm plugging technology. I mean, you can do yeah. the, the uh, whisper sync thing. Oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You know, you have it on Kindle. Smart. And I do that. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not plugging that. Like, I actually do that. I have it on Kindle and then I have it um, on audiobook not books I'm working on just as in books I'm listening to or reading. And I really like that because if there's a bit that you enjoy, you can just yeah. search for it in your Kindle um, and then find it in the audiobook. It automatically jumps to where it was. Yeah. In the that's so. that. Well, that's when people like throw lines at me from a book. I love when you said this, I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like you're and I hate it because oh it made them laugh or whatever. And I'm like, shit, where was it? Like what, what chapter? I don't know. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I feel like that after, you know, 30 books. So after 300, I can't imagine. <laughs> It's, it's uh, you know, no it, it, there are certain books that I really remember Unfor- and there are certain lines I find hysterical that I don't know that people pick up on, but when they throw stuff back at me and they're like, oh my God, the way you said that was awesome. Like, I don't even know what book that's for. I don't know. <laughs> Cause it's, I mean, it's, I love doing it. I'm glad it got, that's you a know, success problem. Uh, I, I hope to have that problem one day. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm happy that it's like, well, I'm glad the delivery that I gave that line, apparently it hit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. But I, what I don't like is that, and you go from book to book to book to book, you don't really have a lot of time to live with that book. You know what I mean? To get to know it and stuff so well that you know, you know, lines that people are quoting at you, and it's 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 a little disappointing to be honest. I wish I could remember more, but but the good thing is, is it's uh, it's out there. You already recorded it, so you don't have to remember. Uh, like that, that's the nice thing. I you know. know. I used to do theater for years and years and years, and. You know, you put all this work into a show and it's it's very rewarding having a, a cast and an audience yep. and, the you know, the live audience. But then, you know, the show closes and it's done. You know, it's just ephemeral, vanishes, now gone. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really nice that, you know, these these books are. Um, They're out. You can go around. back over and listen to again, again, yeah. again. And it's I, I find it shocking. And I hope people will tell you this, too, that they're like, I, I just listened to that whole series again you got a new one coming out you know in the series it's like you gotta be kidding me yeah, you know that yeah. those books are 17 hours long or 18 or there are 10 of them i know they're I, 10 hours i was amazed how quickly like when this came out and it's yeah. like a 30-hour book i'm like well i won't expect any feedback for a while and then it was like the second day someone was like yeah i just finished it it was great i know <laughs> did you already looking at the second just... one coming out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like yeah clearly you you started listening yeah. the moment it came out and you didn't yeah. stop for 30 hours until no. it was done <laughs> I just, I've just given up. I'm like, I, they got to write it first. I don't but bother the bother the publisher, bother the author. I, I don't know. I don't know anything. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. uh, fantastic. Uh, but listen, thank you. Thank you oh, very thank much. You. Seriously, you just made my night. This is great. 
Um, yeah, fantastic. Thank you for me. This was for me. It was a. Fun, I hope people out there, everyone watching or listening, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, me too. Thanks very much. Bob. Good man. I appreciate it. And uh, so, sorry. One more time. Plug your stuff. Then I'll kick you off. Yep. Uh, look, just go to my Twitter at very Heath Miller. Everything else flows from there. Uh, Heath Miller, thank you very much. Really, that was that was awesome. I, this couldn't have gone any better. Thank you, guys. Take care. So look, even if and likely when his career sinks like that island off of Maine he records on inevitably will, Heath can always say he was the inaugural guest on Rodeo Books. Heath, in all seriousness, I'm indebted to you for helping me launch this thing with style and an accent. Hear Heath's narration of the lit RPG series He Who Fights With Monsters by none other than Shirtaloon, published by Podium Audio and only available on Audible.com. And you can always follow Heath at Very Heath Miller, wherever social media invades. Next up, sexy beast Lou Diamond Phillips joins me to talk about narrating Operation Brushfire by authors Rhett C. Bruno and James Wallonic. We'll also talk about writing his first novel, Tinderbox, Soldier of Indira, and much, much more, including the profound impression I've made on him. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode. I hope you'll come back for many more. It's going to be a great ride. Until next time, this is R.C. Bray saying, I think I made the right decision not getting a cock ring. Right, Dad?